Kids will wonder at anything. You take them to the ocean, wonder. You take them to the desert to see the stars at night, wonder. You drop them in Disneyland, wonder. You take them to the zoo, wonder. It just pops out of them. They can't help it. We were all like this at some point. And then we grew up. But we actually never stopped living with wonder and awe. We just started getting it from different places. Different things started to grab at it. There's a war for our wonder. It's not that we don't have it anymore. Like, I just got to watch the right Christmas movie set, and then I'm going to feel those magical feelings, and they'll come back, and it's going to be great. It's not that we don't have it. It's just that I don't know if we're aware of who or what has captured it in this season of life. We were designed to have our wonder satisfied in God. This is what the psalmist says in 87, Psalm 87, 7. All of my fountains are in thee. Another translation, the source of my life comes from you. Another translation, my whole source of joy is in you. Every good thing that you experience is rooted in a good God. Augustine said, you stir man to make pleasure in praising you because you have made us for yourself. And our heart is restless until it rests in you. There is a war that's raging right now to grab a hold of your wonder. There is an enemy that would love to steal the connection of wonder from you to your maker and, and siphon it off to two places. There's two options, and I don't think he cares which one you go with, just as long as you don't go with God. The two roads that we're being pulled down, enticed down, is to be filled and give our wonder to the things of this world or to ourselves. Oh, man. The invitation to find the greatest wonder in ourselves is great in this culture. Oh, just dig a little deeper. Spend all of your time and energy to find out who you really are. It's the greatest journey that you could go on. It sounds good, right? But it's not true. The greatest journey you could take is to get to know your maker. You are so special and unique. You get to decide who you are and what you do. It's a choose-your-own-adventure life. I don't know who put you in a little corner and said you couldn't do what you want to do. You just be you. You're the most special thing in the planet. It always goes up like this. <laughs> it's not true, actually. God's the most special thing on the planet and above the planet. Jeremiah 10, 6, no one's like you, Lord. You are great, and your name is mighty in power. And the enemy would love for you to believe that this is true about you and not God. Just keep drinking the Kool-Aid. As awesome as you are, as fearfully and wonderfully made as we are, we still have our source in God. We are created beings. 
We're creative, but only because of a creative God who made us. We are a reflection of His wonder and beauty. God has created a whole world of breathtaking things. It's amazing. And it's meant to produce wonder and worship. But every horizontal wonder is meant to drive us to a vertical wonder. The mountains are amazing. Have you seen them lately? They're amazing. But who made the mountains? That steak and that bourbon, it's amazing. But who gave us taste buds? Who gave man culinary creativity to do that with those things? Every earthly wonder leaves us hungry for more. You will not be satisfied with the next meal that you're about to have. In fact, most of you at lunch will be talking about what you're going to have at dinner because you know it won't last. You've gone to so many national parks, but it's not enough to go to like one or two. You've got to get the whole scratch map, right? Because you've got to do all of it just to make sure, see if the whole completion will work for you. You're going to see it all, baby. The propaganda of the enemy in this war, it's not that this stuff, it's not that food or sex or national parks or music or sunsets, it's not that those things are bad. God designed and gave us pleasure, gave us taste buds, gave us eyes, gave us ears, gave us senses. It's that when those things become the main thing, when good things that God have made become God things in our life, then everything gets twisted and distorted. The propaganda that we'll hear in our ears today as we leave this place is if you just keep indulging, you will find satisfaction. If you just have one more cookie, if you just have one more nap, if you just, you can, you can find it, but you have to keep going. And you have to pay $9.99 for the rest of your life every month. The end goal of our enemy is to lead us to a place where we are so filled with wonder for this world or for ourselves that we see absolutely no need for God. And so we will reject him, and we will reject his son. And inevitably, what comes next is the same wrath that's coming for our enemy will come for us. The only safety net, the only salvation is in Christ. Christmas isn't the, the problem. This is not like a coup on the season of glad tidings. It's not. The decorations, the candy, the lights, the plastic reindeers, they're all great. They're all great. They all exist because he really existed. This whole ordeal is here because he came here. That's it. We don't have to get stuck on anything in this world, and we don't have to throw it all out. Ooh, you know, it's bad. You can't have anything to do with that. Misuse doesn't mean disuse all the time. No, we just need a proper use of it. We just have to learn to redirect our wonder to the right place. It's not an end of itself. Do all of the Christmas festivities you want and you can. Visit all of the national parks you want to and you can. Send me pictures. But let it lead you and your wonder and thanks to worship Jesus, to the creator and not the creation. Jesus 
source of life, Jesus, the source of joy for us. He's the only endless supply. You will get thirsty. You will get hungry. What did he tell the woman at the well? Oh, but if you asked for the water that I give, you would never thirst again. So here's the question that I want to end with this morning. How the heck do we cultivate a life of God wonder in a world that is filled with, how do we redirect, how do we do this thing? How do we not go down the same rabbit trail that we've gone down for so many seasons like this? Being just janked around, like, you got to go cut a Christmas tree. No, you don't, you got to go make cookies. No, you don't, you got to write Christmas cards. No, you don't, you got to take Christmas. <sighs> Here's the number one thing that I think will lead us into a, a God wonder this season. Be open. Be open. There's nothing magical about it. There's no tricks to it. Be open. Are you open to surprise? Or do you know everything? I've been here before. I've done all this before. I know how the movie ends. I know what this is. Are you open? Take on the posture of Mary. You have a heart of pondering. Are you curious? Do you ask questions? Are you open to be surprised? We have to be open to be surprised in our interactions with God. We have to be open to beauty around us. We have to be open to the gift of other people in our lives. Are you open to being surprised with your interactions with God? Or do you know enough? I got it. Had enough sermons, had enough prayer gatherings, had enough Bible plans, had enough Advent devotionals. I am good. There is nothing else that you could tell me. I've been in church since 1969. <laughs> Sorry, that's not a knock on anybody in 1969. Would you take an open posture to just risk it that you don't know everything there is to know about God? And not just say it like verbally, like, I know, God's infinite. No, 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 no. Do you know that and are you living that way? Because you would live open to being surprised when you actually interact with him. Be open to the possibility that there's more in the ordinary moments with God. You don't have to go to a mountain to be surprised by God. The most surprising thing in history is that God came down from the mountain to us. That's the most shocking thing that's happened. It's about a reposture of ourselves in the ordinary time with God. I'm talking 6 a.m., you just don't want to talk to anybody and you're opening up the Bible because you should. Be open that God could surprise you in that ordinary moment. The way that you stay open is you ask questions. You remain curious. Don't spend most of your time with God assuming of Him. Well, I know what you're going to say. Well, you're a God of peace. Well, I know what you're going to do because I've read the book and I know. No, no, no. Spend most of your time asking of him, not assuming of him. Let him speak for himself. Don't fill in the blanks for him. Open up the book 
and let him speak for himself. Let his Holy Spirit confirm and lead you into all truth. God's always speaking through his word. And as we approach it, we should expect surprise. The living God wrote this, and it's now alive. You should, and I should approach this with an openness to be surprised. Wow! Didn't know he's going to. We should also be open to like offense. Ooh, that hurts. We should be open to correction. We should be open and expecting to have encouragement and challenge be brought to us. Not just, oh, it's Monday. We got to do Monday's reading plan here. So here we go. Watch your posture. Don't stand over the word. Well, I got to find out all the facts in here and I got to get the answers that I'm looking for because I'm really looking for something here. Don't watch your posture. You don't stand over the word. You stand under the word. The word directs us. The word leads us into knowledge. The word leads us into experience with God. You stand under it. This is partly why we lift our hands in worship. It's not because we're charismatic and we're trying to get all the feels going on here. We lift our hands because I do it because I have to remind my mind, my heart, my soul, my body that there is someone above me. This is not about me. If I could get lower, I would get lower. We have to be open to being surprised with our interaction with God. Are you open to beauty around you? Or have you seen it all, tasted it all, smelled it all, looked at all of it? Some of us just need to take a walk in the woods. That's what we need. You just need a long walk in the woods. Mostly because you've got your nose inside of this thing like I do all day. And you just kind of stare at synthetic beauty. The world's version of beauty. And we're totally missing the God beauty that's right in front of our eyes. The world has a version of beauty, and it's attractive and it's shiny, but the only reason they made it like that is so that you would buy it. That's it. They don't care if you're inspired. They care if you give money. They don't care if you like it or don't like it. They just want your affection. They just want your wonder. This is what they're up to. God wants our wonder because he knows that he's the only one that can bring satisfaction and peace to us when we gaze upon him. This is what he's after for us. Get God-made beauty in front of your eyes this week and let it usher you into worship for the creator and not the creation. Use it. Use it as a springboard to get to him. Don't stop short. Are you open to the gift of people? If you want a life of God wonder, then you and I are going to have to stop putting people in boxes. Oh, they'll never change. That's just who they are. Do you find yourself using like negative, definitive labels for people? You're a jerk. You're a gossip. You're a terrible human being. You're a dumpster fire. Do you, have you, just have a silent confession moment here. Do, have you used those definitive labels for people any time in the last 365 days? At any point. If you are not open to people becoming something different, being transformed into something new, then you're doing probably a couple things. You're limiting those people. You can't be anything else. 
which means you're probably limiting yourself. Well, I'll always be. Well, I'll never be. I'll just constantly struggle with this. And ultimately what you're doing is limiting God. Oh, I don't know. What did he say in Revelation? Behold, open your eyes, drink it in. I'm making all things new. Is he a man of his word or not? We don't limit what God could do. We don't lose the wonder of what God could do with a life, even the life that we have put on the shelf and said, good freaking luck. We don't lose the wonder of God's heart for every human being on planet earth. We don't lose the wonder of John 3.16 in this family. We're in awe of it. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. And whoever, don't care who you are, <laughs> you believe in him, you can have eternal life. You can live with him in paradise. Let it be said of Radiant Teleri, Jesus, that we're a people filled with the wonder of God. We're the most curious people in Teleri. We have the most questions. We have the, the posture of a wondering tribe of people. What could God do next? What could God do in that person's life? We have to shift our posture if we have any chance of making it. Would you stand to your feet? I want to pray to close our time. If you feel like, ooh, I might be going down the Wonderless River, or, ooh, I don't know the last time I asked a question of God. just want to pray. Holy Spirit, you're here. Anything's possible. Holy Spirit, you're alive. Anything's possible. Holy Spirit, you are moving. And anything is possible. If you feel like you, you're just at a wall and you just don't believe it, would you shift your posture now to receive it? It's coming for us. God is moving towards us. Remember, he's the one knocking on the door. Surprise, something new's coming. He's the one who came in the manger. Surprise, a new way's coming. Holy Spirit, you're alive and well and here among us, and anything is possible. I pray now, Jesus, for myself and for my friends here, that you would open our eyes, you would open our hearts to believe and receive it again. We're not hanging our hats on a season. We're not hanging our hats on this moment or a holiday. We're hanging our hats. We're hanging our hope on you, Jesus, the light of the world, the light that no darkness can overcome. Where there's shadows creeping into our thoughts, would you shine your light, Jesus? You're here. Anything is possible.